Cities are incredible places to live, to visit, to see, to feel. One thing that all cities have in common is a transport system, which is often the heart and soul of how a city functions and how its people form communities. Urban Heartbeat is taking you on a global commute to see what's happening in the world's greatest cities. I'm Stephen Bishop. Buckle up or jump on board, because we've got places to be and people to meet. On today's global commute, it's time to explore Paris and all of its railway offerings. Statistically speaking, France is the most visited country in the world, and as its capital, Paris definitely attracts many of those visitors. They come seeking the perfect social media pics of passionate lovemaking in front of the Eiffel Tower, or a taste of a buttery croissant and a beret to take home. But for the more curious of explorers, there is a chance to experience and take home so much more, courtesy of Paris's incredible network of railways, which crisscross this huge European city. French railway infrastructure features some of the fastest and most convenient services anywhere in the world, from its high-speed TGV services to the 120-year-old Paris metro system. You can get almost anywhere on a train in France. But all that infrastructure can mean nothing when the ubiquitous French train strikes hit and lives are put on hold indefinitely. With so much happening on the rails in Paris at any given time, we need to get the insight of a born and bred Parisian to help us understand what is one of the busiest and oldest railway networks in the world. TGV numéro 5424 en provenance de Strasbourg et à destination. Uh, bonjour tout le monde. It's so good to have you listening today. I'm very excited because I have a Parisian-born friend of mine joining us on the show. Parisian-born friend, would you like to introduce yourself? Bonjour. Bonjour. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my name is Naloui. Uh, I'm from suburban Paris, uh, but I've been living in Melbourne for a few years now. Um, I run a language school uh, based in Melbourne, so I'm very much connected to my beautiful city, Paris. Perfect. And we met through language school. Me, uh, what? how should we say, I guess, struggling through <laughs> French classes uh, with the help of Natalie. Uh, she was awesome for me, uh, particularly when I wanted to go over and work in Paris at the French Open Tennis. Um, she was excellent in providing me the guidance on the language that I needed. Thank you. Merci beaucoup, <laughs> Natalie. Um, but we do want to hear lots about Paris today. Sure. So I've got Quite a few questions lined up for you. So you're ready to chat all things Parisian? Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> perfect, perfect. Um, so I think one of the most interesting things about Paris is uh, is their their public transport system and and how people get around. It's a big city. Yeah. Um, people moving around all the time. You grew up there, so you have the full insight. <laughs> I do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure a story or two to go with that insight. Um, do you want to tell us a bit about uh, what it was like growing up there in terms of getting around how did you get around um yeah what's what was it like sure so first paris is a great city to get around we've got an amazing metro system uh, that services so central paris and also some inner suburbs we also have our suburban trains and the rer the RER yes that service outer suburbs yep um so 
not as reliable, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but still fairly good. Okay, yep. <laughs> um, so because I grew up in the suburbs, I had to catch one of those suburban trains, uh, which are not as frequent. Yep. Um, so a lot of patience was necessary at the time. Yep, yep I can imagine. <laughs> um, so then uh, when I was in Paris, I had to catch the metro to either go to school okay. or work. Okay, okay. Wow. So multiple levels of transport just to get to and from school. Correct. Wow. And what sort of journey times were we, are we talking about here? Um, so door to door, two hours. Two hours? Yeah. Two hours. <laughs> So four hours. <laughs> four hours a day. A day. Transiting yeah. just to get to and from school. Yeah. So that was pretty full on. Oh my goodness. So how does one go about spending four hours a day on the train? <laughs> what do you what do you do? Like that's enough time to watch a couple of movies. Like it is. <laughs> not that you would have had movies available to you on a phone back then, but <laughs> what did you do? So I was doing my homework most of the time. <laughs> yep. Well. Wow. Um I was reading books. Yep. Uh, I was finishing my breakfast <laughs> or having my dinner. <laughs> wow. So it's a, a kitchen and and a study at the, all in the, in the train carriage. Yeah. And a bed. <laughs> and a bed as well. I could imagine a few naps had here and there. Um, and I assume you would have travelled with a lot of other people doing yeah. similarly. Um, so what was the, the ambiance, for better use of a French word, um, yeah. in, that, in, in those carriages day to day? So I guess catching public transport is a great opportunity for social interactions. Yep. And the French love to bond through their love of complaining. <laughs> no, surely yeah. not. The French complaining? Never. <laughs> so, yeah, I remember having very, very interesting conversations with randoms yep. on the train. Et donc vous allez y aller à pied Bah oui, ils sont obligés de parce le bus s'arrête pas, donc euh, ils sont obligés d'y aller à pied parce que pas le choix en fait. So, for example, if uh, the train is late or if the platform is too packed, that's enough for people to start a conversation. Wow. Okay. That could lead to a deeper conversation and possibly a debate. Oh, really? If people have different views. You, really? <laughs> yeah. So you have debates yeah. with strangers you've met. Strangers. And you've just bonded with about yeah. the train being late or a train being too full or yeah. whatever. And so you go into a debate. And so we're talking open slather about politics. About politics. Television. Yeah. Movies. The state of the city. The state of the city. Oh, yeah. wow. The, the garbage collection. The things that need to change, exactly. Oh, wow. you know? so, so nothing's off limits? Nothing's off limits. Really? Uh, wow. But it's always pretty respectful. Okay. Yeah. Um, so back in my days where the smartphones were not out, mm -hmm. so I guess it was way more frequent. Mm -hmm. um, now it doesn't happen as often yep. but compared to other cities in the world yeah, I'd yeah. say oh you're more likely to have a conversation with a French person yeah than any uh, other city in the yeah. world basically wow yeah. <laughs> or a debate it sounds or a debate, like <laughs> yeah <laughs> so like I just want to know about with the debates mm -hmm. would would people like would other people get involved so you had a one-on-one -on -one conversation yeah would then a, a third person kind of jump in and a fourth person jump in and it could be like you know a, ca a whole carriage involved or half a carriage involved? I know, maybe yeah. not the whole carriage. Not the whole carriage, <laughs> but a significant portion of people there. That actually already happened to me. Oh, really? Not only once. Yeah. So I'm not going to say that it's something that's going to happen to you every day. Yeah, yeah. But if you start talking about, you know, the president yep. or, you know, 
uh, some of the um, policies yep. that have been recently put in place. Yeah. Yeah, you could definitely, you know, start a conversation with randoms. Wow. And yeah. they're going to share their political views. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, you know, yeah. with the whole, with the, <laughs> the whole carriage. The whole carriage. <laughs> so you might have a, like a good group of like five or six people discussing. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's just so, it just, that is just something that I can't even really imagining happening in Melbourne, particularly when it comes to politics, politics yeah, and no. like deeper, deeper issues and then yeah. everyone getting involved. Like yeah. most people would just stand back in a lot of other places and just let the two people, like if it did, if the conversation did come up, they would let the two people just go on with it. But not everyone. Not else. in France. Yeah, yeah, not in France, <laughs> clearly. Yeah. And that's... another thing as well, you know, if, for example, um, someone says something nice about your shoes yeah. or, you know, your bag. Yeah, yeah. That can also be an opportunity to start a conversation. To start a conversation as well, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it could actually be a meaningful conversation. Oh, wow. Not just about fashion. Yeah. It can be about, you know, the way... Um, like shoes are produced. Oh you know? my goodness! Wow. So, yeah. That's amazing. And so, have you um, tried that, or by accident, or on purpose, in other in other places, okay. <laughs> like commenting on someone's <laughs> shoes or anything like that? <laughs> when I moved to Melbourne, yeah. I did. Okay. Yep. <laughs> and I remember specifically yep. <laughs> uh, giving a compliment to um, a lovely lady on yep. the train. Yep. And she gave me a look. <laughs> a look. <laughs> And I quickly understood that it was something that was maybe not accepted here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I yeah. just stopped doing it. You just stopped doing it. Oh, it's such a shame because I think it's, it's. I would love to have compliments about my dress sense on. Yeah, I love that on too. The, on public transport. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Direction Étoile, prochain train dans une minute. Le suivant dans neuf minutes. Tell us about some of the things that weren't as as good. You didn't like about catching the trains as much. Okay, so something that is actually quite uh, disturbing mm-hmm. catching public transport is that is the fact that sexual harassment is really real. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so back in my days, we used to use a term, mm-hmm. um, les frotteurs. Les frotteurs. Okay. Yeah. Which means um, so the people who rub. The people who rub. Okay, yeah. So I get you get intense. the gist, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so in a packed train, yeah, especially at peak hour, yeah, uh, it's something that used to happen quite often. Regularly, yeah, that's yeah. not good. Mm. Um, so in the light of the Me Too movement, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so the French government has so passed a law um, to combat street harassment. Okay, that's excellent. Yeah, yeah, that's good. It's one of the policies you could have debated back in yeah, <laughs> with the random strangers. Yeah. yeah. So that's really positive. Yeah. And that's a great first step. Yeah. It is. There's still a lot of things that need to be done. Yeah, yeah. And you've told me in through French class actually, um, the Me Too movement has a different name in yeah. France. In French I should say. Mm-hmm. What's um what's that? What's it called again? I've actually forgotten. Oh, balance ton porc. Balance ton porc. Which yeah. means I'll call out your pig. Call out your pig. That's right. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, really, it's um, even as, um, as per lots of French things, it's very just, it is what it is. Like it calls it out um, yeah. very directly is what I'm trying to say. So, which is really good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Such an important thing to, to mention as well for anyone that's traveling to Paris or mm. a lot of cities. And we've had this come up in other podcasts um, that we've done is that there is um, a, a very um, intense streak of sexual harassment on yeah. public transport in, in lots of different countries and uh, particularly in these big cities where 
people think that they can get away with it um, because it's just a plethora of people. But um, it's good that, to see that there's laws changing, particularly yeah. in France, um, with regards to that. So that is, that is really good. It's a shame that it's something that you had to experience. Um, but, yeah, like I said, it's good for our listeners to hear the, the truths of catching public transport in other cities. And to be aware. And to be aware of what's going on around them, yeah, not to just brush it aside as yeah. something that um, they didn't believe happened or was just in their imagination. So we've talked about the goods and the bads about taking public transport in Paris. Um, one of the things I found amazing about about Paris the first time I went was just the different walks of life you've come across, uh, you come across day to day there. Um, do you want to talk about a little bit about that and just what it's like to be uh, a Parisian woman yeah. uh, and um, and what that looks like to you and and how you've seen uh, people from other places interpret what a Parisian woman or Parisian mm. is? Yeah, that's a very good question. Um, so there are so many myths and stereotypes about France mm-hmm. and French women. Mm-hmm. Particularly, yeah. I think, yeah. yeah. So I think using public transport mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, is definitely a way to get a real sense of what French people are yeah. and what they really look like. Yeah. So you talked about people from all walks of life, yeah. which is very true. Yeah. yeah. So um, you meet on the Parisian metro, for example, people from all ethnicities, yeah. all body types, yep. um, different socioeconomic uh, backgrounds as well. Yeah, yeah, perfect, perfect. Yeah, yeah. That's, so. that's what I loved about Paris the first time was... Yeah, get it. I've been. I got the train from the airport, so mm. it's straight up, and you yeah. <laughs> you get Error dropped off at uh, <laughs> get dropped off at uh, Gare du Nord, and getting off there, and you just you look down the platform, and it was every color, every yeah. shape, every size, female, male, every yeah. age, and that's what France is. That's what France is, and people just think it's this typical. Um, Emily in Paris. Paris. (laughs) If you've seen the Netflix uh, series, you know what we're talking about. But Emily in Paris, very sort of whitewashed, Americanized version of, um, you know, cute, skinny white girl, you know, with a baguette in the front of her bicycle. Fashionable. Fashionable, yeah. Yeah. All of, ticks all those boxes, but it's very, very different. And that was one of the things I personally loved about Paris the most, and particularly about catching public transport. For example, like a Saturday night, you would see people like in tuxedos going yeah, to the opera exactly. um, next to someone going to a rave or yeah. like a little child going to, a, you know, a 10th birthday party with their yeah. with their mum. It's, yeah, so it's such a mishmash of, of cultures and, and people. It's so good. Because we all rely on this very efficient yep. network. So regardless of what you earn, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. the metro is going to take you to where you need to go quicker Absolutely. than a taxi when you're stuck you know, in traffic. Yeah, exactly. And the traffic in Paris can is. be shocking. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so car, car ownership isn't as high. Attention, pour raison de sécurité, les stations Charles de Gaulle, Étoile, Georges V, Franklin Roosevelt, Champs-Élysées, Clémenceau sont fermés et ne seront pas desservis. Merci. Okay, so since, uh, obviously, 2020 was very difficult for everyone, including France, 
in terms of the pandemic. Uh, since uh, things are starting to change, uh, I understand there was a curfew yeah. in Paris for a long time, up until at least um, June 2021. Correct. Uh, yep. <laughs> um, and that uh, things are, things have changed a lot in that time. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, what things have changed in terms of public transport use in France as a cause of the pandemic um, and where you think it might be heading as well? Sure. So at the peak of the crisis, um, so obviously a lot of people were staying at home. Mm-hmm. So the trains and the metro was not as packed. Yeah. Um, we actually had to carry a form okay. to justify uh, why we were outside. Yep, so justify your movements with a form. Yep. yep. <laughs> so yep. that was pretty intense. Yeah, yeah. Um, so like everywhere in the world, so people had to wear masks. Yep. Um, so some of the seats had to be kept uh, empty. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of people... Um, were not comfortable using public transport as well. Okay, yeah. So um, we've noticed a slight increase in the purchase of electric bikes. Oh, okay, interesting. So electric bikes have become the, the, the transport of choice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow, that's interesting, really um, interesting. And we also use um, electric scooters. Electric scooters as well, yeah. Quite a lot uh, in Europe. Yeah. Uh, so in France, it's also very, very popular. Yeah. So that was an other alternative. Yep. Yep. Um, to m- move around the city. Yeah, 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 yeah. Amazing. Um, yeah, things are slowly getting back to normal. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the French are currently enjoying their summer. Their summer. Yeah. So summertime in France right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> With fewer restrictions. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I think you know down the track, uh, a lot of people actually got used to working from home. Yep. Yeah. Um, so that whole culture has changed of having to catch the train to go to work necessarily. Some people will be able to work from home now, as yeah. in, as is the case in a lot of places now because yeah. of the pandemic. Um, but okay, yeah, so more people working from home. So trains should be quieter going forward. Hopefully. Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> Not necessarily, though. Yeah. Not necessarily because, you know, Paris is such a huge city. It's, a bit, it's still bu- it's going to be busy whenever, wherever. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, that makes sense, yeah. Oh, yeah. super interesting. Another thing that France is very well known for is train strikes. Indeed. <laughs> and I've had, uh, personally had no experience with train strikes there, but I've had quite a few friends who have been mm. there when a train strike has struck and <laughs> they've been caught up without a way to get even to the airport or yeah. without a way to get anywhere around the country or continue on with their travel plans. How was it growing up? with strikes happening all the time how does one how does a parisian go about organizing their life around strikes Uh, okay so during those times uh it's really important to be really organized Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and sometimes you have to be (laughs) a bit creative as well okay (laughs) um so we all respect and understand um the fact that the workers exercise their right to strike excellent yeah cool um, so you guys are pro, pro pro protest basically. Yeah, we we do support them. We yep. do understand. Yeah. Uh, but at the end of the day, we all need to go to work yep. or school. So we just you know need to find a way to get there. Um, so when I was younger, I was pretty lucky to have 
family or friends living in central Paris. Amazing, cool. So I could stay with so them. So you'd stay with them. So yeah. after a day of school, you'd just go and crash with, with the friends. Friends, yeah. 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 For, it's like for multiple days or just like one night here or there? So with my close friends, <laughs> it yeah. could be a few nights. Oh, wow, wow. Uh, but you know when it happens regularly, um, it's not something that you can do all the time. Yeah, of course, of course. You know? So I guess most of the time you just wake up early, yep. hope for the best. Wow. <laughs> and, uh, standing yeah. on the platform hoping that a, a train's going to come. Yeah. Oh, wow. I just, yeah. yeah, I just wouldn't personally be able to cope with that. You know, you just share your frustration, you know, with the other commuters. And that's where, you, <laughs> that's where a, a good debate will start. Exactly. <laughs> or bonding over complaining. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> Talk about the train strikes. What about um, have you got a favourite line in in the metro system or in the regional train system uh, or the RER uh, that uh, has served you well over time, or <laughs> that um, that uh, yeah has handled the the strikes a bit better than others, or uh, that you that you like simply um, because it's a it's a cool line that gets you to the spots you want. Yeah, I do. I actually really like the line. 14. Okay, 14. Catals. Catals. <laughs> For anyone who wants to speak French. Yeah. Uh, which is a automatic line. Oh, it's automated. Yes, I remember it actually. So yes. driverless. Driverless, yes. Um, it crosses right through the city. Amazing. Yep. Um, which is really convenient. So it gets you to all the corners of the city and spots in the city you want to go. Correct. Amazing, yeah. Uh, and during track times, like you mentioned, yep. so having a driverless line is... Uh, a lifesaver. Yep. Because at the end of the day, you still need to travel. You still need to travel. So you can trust line 14. Which is very clean as well. As clean as well. Perfect. You know, clean. Oh, that's uh, amazing. Uh, reliable. Reliable. You know. Easy. Takes through, you know, through different places in the city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Perfect. So line 14. So if anyone traveling to Paris soon <laughs> or listening to this and they're about to hop off the plane in Paris... Um, line 14 is going to be your go-to in any situation. Even if they say the trains are striking, <laughs> line 14 is where it's at. <laughs> yeah. Perfect, perfect. So that's a great train line. Uh, do you have a favourite station and is it on that train line? Um, and whenever I ask about favourite stations, I'm also referring to the area around it as well. So sure. do you want to give us a little snapshot of a, a favorite station in in paris yeah so one of the stations that i really like is called art et métier art et métier yeah so that would be the arts and um, trades. trades yes yes. yes yes awesome cool cool um and it's a very very cool station because it's uh, so covered with copper oh copper so Ooh, it looks beautiful. really really interesting awesome cool and you've got um a series of uh, little windows oh nice okay so you feel like you are in a submarine oh nice in cool. the parisian metro yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is cool that's really yeah. cool i haven't seen that one yet uh, yeah, i need, you should to, check, I need it out. to check it out yeah, yeah for sure for sure okay and um so the area around it is yeah. um so the third arrondissement yep so which is very known for um le marais okay so Love quite trendy. Such a great spot. You know, yeah. With all the art galleries, beautiful cafes and beautiful architecture. Amazing. But you know, even you know, just for a nice stroll. Yeah. You know, 
interest, I think, an area worth checking out. Worth checking out, for sure. Oh, Le Marais is amazing. It's one of the only spots I remember in Paris that's uh, fully open on a Sunday. There's a lot lot of areas closed down on Sunday for their rest and relaxation, as Europeans do. Um, But yeah, Le Marais is one spot that's lively and bustling on a Sunday. Definitely. um, That's a really good spot. Area. We'll have to check out in Arts in Mitier. Hopefully next year. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully <laughs> soon. Hopefully soon. We remain, uh, we remain hopeful. Um, are there any other stations you um, you recommend or uh, to a first time visitor or or a regular visitor that may have missed something? Yeah, actually, I'm going to recommend an area mm-hmm. that Perfect. I particularly love. Um, so if you get off at station Riquet. Riquet. Or Stalingrad. Stalingrad. Line yep. 7. Yep. Um, so you're going to end up in the 19th arrondissement. Yep. Uh, near the Canal Saint-Martin. Canal Saint-Martin. Beautiful. Love which it. is a lovely area. Yeah, that's amazing. It's actually quite interesting because when I used to live there, it was still considered pretty dodgy. Okay, yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's now considered trendy okay, so it's gentrified now <laughs> definitely yeah as these places kind of do yeah. <laughs> yeah. and you've got you know so many beautiful spots where you could just you know, sit by the banks and you know, have a you know a little drink and have a, a debate why not you know with a local or just you know a lovely conversation you know with your fellow travelers uh, beautiful cafes restaurants around um a lovely cinema as well. Nice. Okay. So if you want to um, challenge your French a little bit, yeah. why not? Why not? Do the French are very known for their cinema and, yeah. and movie scenes, so why not pop why into not? a local cinema while in while in Paris? Yeah. There's no better way to improve on your French skills. <laughs> I agree. And you know, and you can just you know hop on actually on a boat. Oh, there's a boat there too. Yes, yeah, you know, like just to go to your movie session, oh. which is quite unique as well. Oh, that's oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Look at this local cruising experience. And did you live in that area at I did. some point as well? Okay, yeah. that's awesome. So you've seen it sort of transition through through dodgy time. to trendy. Dodgy to trendy. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, now we will be able to head over to France soon, hopefully together. And we have actually done some collabing before with putting mm-hmm. trips together to yeah. to France, which were amazing. Were. Um, in not just Paris, all over. There was Marseille, there was Nice, there was Lyon, Bordeaux, Tours. Yeah, that was everywhere. So, yeah, if you know when when it's time to go and get some. French vin, some wine and fromage, some French cheese or um, other French snacks. So hopefully yeah. we'll be able to collab again and, and take a little tour group over there. So I can't wait. If, I can't wait as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in the meantime, if uh, any listeners out there are keen to brush up on their French, mm-hmm. Natalie has an amazing French school that I've been learning at for quite some years now. Oh, <laughs> it's a really, really good school and it's not, it's not, a, not your average classroom sit-down um, look at the blackboard. It is very much um, a little French living room. A little French living room. Yes, yes. Mm. And each week is themed differently, and you get to learn a real wide variety of 
of stuff um, that will help you on your travels if you're planning to go to France or, you know, maybe you're planning a, a rendezvous with a French friend or maybe a friend you want to become more. <laughs> Whatever it is, um, Natalie will have the right vocabulary for you to teach you. <laughs> so, um, yeah, definitely uh, look up Natalie's French school. It's called Cosmopoly French and you're on Instagram and Facebook. And Facebook. Uh, and your website's uh, www.cosmopolyfrench.com. Parfait, parfait. Merci beaucoup, Natalie. Merci. Thank you so much. This was an excellent insight into Parisian life on the metro and the public transport system. So thanks right. so much for joining us. Thank you for your recommendations as well. We cannot wait to go to France. All of us, I'm sure everyone listening to this really wants to get back to Paris or get to Paris for their first time. So yeah. thank you for giving us the insight and the hints and the tips and... Hopefully. Thank you for having me. Yeah, oh, you are so welcome. And hopefully it'll be bon voyage very soon. Yeah, hopefully. Fingers, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. All right. Yeah. <laughs> bon journée. A good day to you. Yeah. And we'll speak again soon. Thank you, Stephen. Merci beaucoup. Well, we've reached the end of the line on this edition of the Urban Heartbeat Global Commute. Thanks so much for sharing this ride with us. If you enjoyed commuting with us today, you can follow us onto the Instagram train at urbanheartbeat underscore travel or there's always the Facebook train under Urban Heartbeat or one word. Thanks again for joining us today and we look forward to sharing another commute with you in another city somewhere around the world. Bye for now.